The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Right corner, Irving against Branham. Measures him, steps back for three. He hits. And just like that, Kyrie with eight in the fourth quarter. Giddy inbounding. Top to Gildas Alexander. He wants to go left. He does. He stops. He puck fakes. He shoots. He fakes it. It pops out. And the Jazz win. 120-119 Jazz. I have to think back in my memory too far to remember what a scene that was yeah. last year. You know, TJ didn't think we should open the upper deck, but we no, went against but his sources said you weren't going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've told him he needs to get better sources. That's but, right. Yeah, maybe that's right. once in a while. I thought that's you that told me is. that, Joe. <laughs> no, <laughs> you were my source. What's going on? No. <laughs> good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Hour two, Tiro in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. What did you send me here, Teach? Look at that uh, highway. I, I just saw this on Twitter. Look at that highway. I think Wyoming? That's Wyoming, yeah. Oh, my Gracious, goodness. Gracious, that's a lot of snow. <laughs> that's uh, that's the other side of, uh, you know, everybody wanting to move to Montana because of Yellowstone and everything. Yeah, good luck with they that. Don't, they don't show Montana in the weather very often, or in the winter, I'm sorry, in on Yellowstone or Wyoming, as this is the case, so... Yeah, that's a lot of snow. Cold day out there today. Uh, TJ says it's going to be an ice storm today. Is that I what you did not say ice storm? I said there was a chance of no. some spitting ice. That there's okay. maybe some precipitation spotty in the area. Might spit some ice at you yeah. today, so be yeah. careful out there. Skip Johnson coming up live seven twenty. His team's going to play in the cold today. I think uh, three o'clock against Ryder. Game one against Ryder. Where's Ryder at, TJ? What state is Ryder in? The Bronx, New York. Close, New Jersey, yeah. Um, which makes their mascot weird to me. I mean, I get it; their name is Ryder, but they're the Bronx, like as in Broncos and New Jersey Bronx Broncos. That's that's very much a university name and a nickname that belongs somewhere in the heartland or the South, not in New Jersey, right? Anyway, I'll take it up with them when they get to town. The Sunday game has been moved to one p.m. By the way. Softball opening play today out on the West Coast. They play early out there, Teach. I've got 11.30 for their – oh, no, 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 that's Saturday, sorry. Today is 2.30, 2.30 against yeah. Cal State Fullerton, 5 o'clock against Texas A&M. But Saturday and Sunday they've got 11.30 games. Is that right? That would be 9.30 in California in the morning. I think Chris said something yesterday about him being the early game, so I'm assuming that's right. Gracious, man. Gracious. Okay. Well, anyway, today's at 
Cal State Fullerton. Got to bounce back today, TJ. They are coming off a loss. Had to sit on it for a while, too. Basketball, I'm headed to Ames, Iowa today with the Sooner men. They get Iowa State early tomorrow. That's the 11 a.m. tip. Game of the year for the women on the uh, in the Lloyd Noble Center, 1 o'clock tomorrow, OU Texas. The two teams tied for first place in the Big 12, squaring off. Uh, we'll have Coach Baranchek on at the bottom of the hour. She wants 10,000 people in the LNC tomorrow, TJ. She put the she laid down the gauntlet for Sooner fans last night at Rudy's. So uh, that's a huge game. It's going to be fun. You heard the highlight there at the top of the hour. Heartbreaker for the Thunder last night. They lose in overtime. Um, SGA's bank shot to win it was halfway down and rattled out. Oh, 120-119 to the Jazz. Great game. Lori Markinen. 43, SGA 39. It's a back-to-back for OKC, so they're playing again tonight in Phoenix. No Kevin Durant yet with the Suns. That'll be a 9 o'clock tip tonight. I think it's on ESPN or or your uh, Bally Sports tonight, but it's a late game, 9 o'clock tip-off. Um, lots of talk about OU Texas kickoff time this week. The fact that Chris Del Conte had asked the SEC, as it was reported, for the OU Texas game to be a 2.30 kickoff. Joe Castiglione, Sooner AD, joined us on this show yesterday morning, and we asked him the same question. Do you agree? Have you joined with Chris Del Conte in asking that the OU Texas game be at 2.30 when OU moves to the SEC? I've been here, if I've heard it once, I've heard it thousands and thousands of times uh, how much our fans love the uh, Red River game at 2.30. And that's what they got used to for decades. Uh, we didn't have as many tele on in a, in a 2.30, 3.30 window for the most part. And so that's what everybody loved. Uh, obviously gives them a chance to you know, make more of a weekend out of it. Um, and uh, we think that would be a great, you know, a great uh, time slot. That being said, I don't know that it will stay in that time slot permanently. I, I, uh, you know, I'm still learning more and more about the new television agreements inside the SEC, and uh, with ESPN as their full partner, there's there are going to be, you know, a, a number of exciting things develop. Now, the one thing that we have said forever is that we won't move that game to prime time in the evening. That's just not going to happen. And there's just uh, too much going on around the state fair to play that game at night. And so uh, it has to be either 11 or 2.30. But I do agree that the 2.30 would be the ideal time, you know, depending on how things work out. Have you received any indication from the SEC that, that they're in agreement? And I know that the TV network's going to have a big say here, but does it sound like the SEC is going to try to help you make that happen? They're open to it because of the time slot that they now have on a national basis. Uh, uh, currently, you know, through the final year of the contract, uh, their um, national game of the week is at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. That's on CBS, but that 
that will transition over to ESPN. So, you know, there's a likelihood that game will be featured in that slot uh, most years. But again, I want to I, I want to be careful uh, leading anybody on. There hasn't been any direct promise uh, or guarantee. The schedule hasn't even been set yet. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think anybody wants to. Um, you know, put themselves in a, a position that they can't be flexible. So we'll see how that goes. But we certainly uh, have been asked which time slot we prefer, and our preference has been 2.30. So we'll see how it goes. All right. We'll see how it goes. Um, that may be the first real slap to the face after joining the SEC, Teach. You know how when you're a high school five-star recruit, and all of these Nick Sabans and Brent Venables and Kirby Smarts are fawning over you and loving on you and hugging you and all that kind of stuff, right? You're the toast of the town. And then you commit and you sign and you come to campus and they help you move in. They grab your bags and, and uh, they, they hug mom and dad. And they say, we'll take care of your kid. And then they turn you over to Schmitty. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right? where'd the love go? That might happen to us when we go to the SEC, TJ. We're a five-star recruit right now. The SEC is excited to get OU in Texas. They're loving on us. They're hugging our now. Okay. When it's official, they might say, all right, you're in this thing now. Forget it. You're playing it whenever we tell you you're playing. 11 a.m. and like it. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think they'll. I think they'll be accommodating. Look at these two thinking they're going to tell us when they want to play their little game. (laughs) I got to think, you know, maybe at the very top of the list of the most exciting things about adding OU in Texas to your conference is adding that game to your conference, right? Oh, absolutely. So they're going to do whatever they can get it in front of as many eyeballs as possible. That that doesn't necessarily mean not playing at 11 because at 11 o'clock time slot, Draws really big rankings, ratings, but I think they'll. I think they'll. It instantly it. becomes the best rivalry game in the SEC. Ouch. How you like that SEC, Zing. folks? <laughs> Take that, Alabama, Auburn. Take that, Georgia, Florida. Wow, your little weenie party. Oh, it's better than Georgia, Florida for sure. Oh, absolutely. It is, and I say this every year on the scene setter. The greatest single game in American sports. Um, because of the setting and everything, right? It's yeah, nothing I mean, like everything it. goes into it. There's nothing. Auburn, like Alabama is great, but you're moving back and forth every year. One team's home one year, one team's home the next. It's a great rivalry. Don't get me wrong. Alabama, Auburn is one of the top five. Ohio State, Michigan, Army, Navy, OU, Texas. Those are the ones up there. But all of those other ones, well, I guess Army, Navy moves around and plays on neutral sites, and it's awesome for different reasons. It's amazing. But uh, nothing like OU Texas, man. Nothing like OU Texas. TJ, I'm not going to read the whole news today. we got too many guests and all that kind of stuff, but I I was looking, and what's going on here with this? I came across this story from St. Louis. Bear escapes from St. Louis Zoo enclosure for the second time in a month. I feel like every day I'm clicking on these stories, huh. something's escaping from somewhere. I hadn't heard What's about What's going the on bear? at these zoos? I don't know. I hadn't heard about this one. 
The St. Louis Zoo was placed on lockdown yesterday when an Andean bear escaped from its habitat for the second time in a month. Zoo officials said Ben, that's the bear, escaped from his outdoor habitat around 1 p.m. Then they implemented a lockdown. Zoo visitors were escorted to indoor facilities. Ben was safely recaptured about an hour later in the River's Edge area of the zoo, not too far from his enclosure. You know what this was, don't you? Mm -mm. Ben's cousin Merle stars in Cocaine Bear. He probably had tickets to the premiere. He was going to watch his cousin in Cocaine Bear. It's pretty simple. Either that or zoo visitors now have seen Cocaine Bear. (laughs) And they're bringing it with them to the zoo. You know, just chunking it into the bear right. enclosures. Let's see if this works. Yeah. I don't know, man. That would be... Of the things that could escape while you're at the zoo with your family, that's pretty high on the list of... Well, I well, think craps, most you know? things at the zoo are pretty high on the list. There's a few, yeah, you're not concerned with, but the majority of them, I think you're pretty concerned. Okay, but if you're ranking the top five things that would be the most concerning... Yeah. Like... Lions, tigers at the top of the list. Exactly. Yes. Bears not right. Bear right. Probably right behind it. Maybe the poisonous snakes. That would be unsettling. (laughs) That's that's not good. Bears way up there. You know what wouldn't be frightening? Here we go. The giraffe. Because I could take (laughs) down the giraffe. Just go for his legs. What's he gonna do about it? Once you got him on the ground, he can't do anything about it. I'm going to set this up one of these days. You versus a giraffe. I hope you don't dedicate a whole segment to it because it won't take that long. <laughs> How many sports teams out there are named after giraffes? None. Not many, no. Yeah, because they're easily defeated at the hands of a human. That's why. <laughs> but a bear? Whew. Anyway, they got him. They got Ben. He was gentle. They put him back in his crate. All right, break time. Skip Johnson live next. His team back in action at Mitchell Park today at 3 o'clock. We will visit with the skipper right after this. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Lander Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Lander CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Sooner baseball team back in action today, 3 o'clock against Ryder. And we welcome in now the head coach, Skip Johnson. Good morning, coach. I think so. Let's try that again. Hey, hold on, Go. Toby. Coach and I were having a conversation. Sorry. Well, you let me know when you guys are done. All right, now we're ready. All right. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's going to be cold out there today, Coach. Hey, whatever we we we've got to learn how to embrace the uh, whatever happens. So bundle up, suck it up, Buttercup, and get out there and play, Teach. That's the message to the team today, and the fans. I think, yeah, and the fans. That's right. Coach, what's your five-game evaluation of your team so far? Uh, that we got to get keep, continue to get better. I think it's kind of like this, 
the similar to uh, tell the story of two tales, so to speak. You know, from uh, last year to this year, you know, we scuffled early. You just got to keep grinding at it. That's what the game wants you to do. It wants you to feel sorry for yourself um, and stop working at it and not be a good teammate. I mean, who knows who's going to be the right mixture? Um, I've kind of liked our pitching so far. Uh, they've thrown strikes, which is uh, uh, that's been that's been really good. Um, our defense is by the, to get a little bit better. I think it's uh, played really well, and our offense has got to continue to grow and get better and uh, understand what we're trying to do. Uh, I think that's going to happen uh, for sure. Uh, the mixing pieces of athletic to bait ball players in it. It's going to probably gel together sooner or later and kind of kind of excited about it. But, I mean, basically, we just got to keep grinding at it and have, getting an opportunity and understand our opportunity. Who has – I think you've used 15 pitchers so far. Who has impressed you on the mound kind of this first go-around here? Uh, probably Jet Lotus as much as anybody. You know, um, kind of he's developed, and, and uh, that's what we've been about. I mean, that's what we're about. I mean, this guy, this guy came in as a freshman and uh, scuffled a little bit, kind of all over the place, and he's throwing strikes and kind of control the running game. I mean, he's been himself. It's like I told him yesterday. We had a team meeting yesterday. I said, Jet, you and Braden Carmichael – control the clock better than anybody <laughs> have you taught that to anybody else on our team besides us teaching it you have you given that to ever anybody else that's the key is when those guys start giving to each other and not worried about their self-accomplishments is the separator to me pitchers and hitters how big of a factor do you feel like the clock has been here in the first week of the season? It sounds like for those two guys, they handled it, but maybe not everybody has. Well, I think it has a lot to do with those guys rushing. Uh, you know, I think it has a lot to do with that. I mean, you have a clock. Uh, you have a clock on a golfer screaming at him. I mean, you got fifteen seconds, fifteen seconds or twenty seconds to hit it. You know, I mean, think about how good they would be. I mean, you look at it. Any anybody has that? Um, I think it's going to struggle a little bit. Russian. Um, I don't know what's the clock in basketball. Thirty seconds. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, coach. I think I think that rushes them a little bit and. We've been practicing it, though. You know, I, I think our offense is, uh, uh, you know, there's four things in offense that people don't understand. It's base running's one of them. We could, you know, it's like we had a meeting yesterday about talking about our base running. Like Dakota going first to second, home to second, when he got the hit the other night, he stopped at first base. You know, those are the things that we knew how to do last year. In the beginning, uh, at the end of last year, we did that. You know, it's just going to, the more, the more we practice, the more we talk about it, the more we teach them. That's what we got to continue to do is continue teaching. Um, 
John Spikerman, a little bit of a slow start here. Any any concern with you? How do you get him going? Well, he's he's a Newbra athletic kid. Uh, I mean, when did he start playing last year? March? Yeah, I think it was the Bedlam series we first saw him last yeah, year. The Sunday, the Sunday on the Bedlam series, uh, Reggie came to me and says, if we want to play in Omaha, we got this guy's going to have to help us. Yeah, put him in the game. I mean, you know, put him in the game and watch him, watch him get after it. And that's what's awesome about it. You know, it's uh, like for us to – here's a good example. The other night, it's it's uh, uh, for us to go to Omaha, Gray Thomas and those guys that have good arms, good sliders at the back end, they're going to have to pitch for us at some point. And when I brought Craig Thomas in the game, was man on first and second in the bottom of the yeah. ninth. He got yeah. two big outs, right? Yeah, he did, yeah. He, this is, I couldn't believe yeah. it. First appearance, you put him in a high, high leverage situation. So here's the, here's, here's the deal with it. You put him in that deal. Most of the time, and if you remember this, Connor Barry was the same way. Yeah. And I would, and I would run Connor Barry back to the bullpen. And then he, he, if he started the next inning, he'd come back in the game. Well, I should have got Gray out of that game at that point. All right? Let him have some success. Let him taste his success. And then, and then, or send him back to the bullpen and make him run in from the bullpen. Because a lot of times you see in baseball is the reliever comes in there, gets out of a high leverage jam, then goes back out there and walks the leadoff hitter. Yeah. I mean, you see it over and over and over and over. I should have probably pulled him or ran him back to the bullpen, had him come in from the bullpen. That's stuff you learn about the kid, too. And, uh, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take that loss as much as anybody. I made that mistake. I mean, well, there's a lot of things within that game that could happen. You know, we could have done different. But you know what? At the end of the game, I know that about myself. I've experienced it so much. And, uh, uh, you know, we're sitting there trying to, I don't know how many innings we'd end up going, but um, it was, I mean, I, I thought we fought back pretty well. Uh, we should have, we should have, I mean, scored earlier than that. He is an exciting arm, though, Coach. I, I could see, you know, if you could figure all that out and, and when to use him and, and control and all that kind of, that is a wicked breaking ball he's got. And I, I don't know where his fastball is, but I can see why you're excited about Gray Thomas. Oh, he's 93 to 96 miles an hour. I mean, he's got a good arm. I mean, he's, he's, one, of the, he, I mean, he's one of the guys that could be a top prospect. He's got to learn how to pitch and not throw. The difference between being a pitcher and a thrower. Uh, will we see Jamie hit this weekend, Coach? Yeah, you probably will. I got to pick my right time to use him, um, and uh, probably this weekend we'll see him in relief. Uh, he threw a bullpen at Globe Life on Wednesday; was really good. So, uh, looking forward to seeing that. And he was—he felt good yesterday, so that's great. Easton Carmichael's been impressive, Coach. He—he he has, he has hit the ball a little bit, and that was a great story of him and Braden getting the start out there the other day. I have been very impressed with him defensively early on for a true freshman. Uh, I guess I just didn't know he was 
that good, but boy, he seems really advanced defensively for a young man. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better uh, going into the fall. From the fall to the spring, he grew a lot, and yeah, I think the more he's going to be out there, the more you know. It's like it's like uh, uh, Reggie was talking about last year about Jimmy Crooks. You know, he was so intent. He had he was so intense. I mean, we had to settle him down. He kept punching himself in the face. Block the ball, block the ball. When he when his first year, he punched himself in the face. He'd go out there, and I mean. Those pitchers were scared of him. I mean, but they knew that he had their back, you know. And so that's the next phase of what is that uh, Easton's going to happen to Easton. He's going to have more relationships for the rest of his life with pitchers. It's going to be incredible because once they understand that and they they know his stuff and they got their he's got their best interest, it's pretty awesome to watch. We've had some, we've had some, we've developed some good catchers. And you think about it, yeah. Ray Renee Martinez, uh, uh, Lindsley, you know, him, Jimmy. Yeah, Overcash deserves a lot of credit for that too, doesn't he? He's great with those guys. Yes, sir. He works with the catchers. Yes, sir. Uh, last question, Coach. Any knowledge of what Ryder is bringing in here this weekend? I mean, this is like this. This weather's like in their backyard. Yeah, it'll be. This is like a spring day for them. <laughs> so, I mean, they'll have they'll have they have three or four really good players. Uh, their older team. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be a good matchup. I mean, in in today's age in baseball, it doesn't matter. You can get beat by anybody. It doesn't matter. It's part of what it is today. You just got to go out. I mean, everybody's advanced. In, in our game, that's what's awesome about college baseball. You don't see the separation of uh, uh, like you do in a lot of other sports. Now, there's no doubt. I heard somebody say the other day the only uh, only sport that there is really a power five is football. Everybody in every other sport, basketball, baseball, anybody can beat anybody, and that's certainly the case in baseball. Coach, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much for your time. What about bowling? Uh, Nebraska dominates bowling, I believe. I don't really know, but I feel like that's doesn't. true. I don't know. You you tell me. Who's the bowling powers in America? I don't, I don't know. That's what I was asking because I was thinking about going back to school and bowling. I, yeah. Well, I'll, look it up during this, I'll look it up during this break. I'll look up the current bowling rankings, and I'll text it to you. That sounds great. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. See ya. I thought, you know what? We don't really have a good skip gym in this interview yet. And then he drops, what about bowling on us right there at the end? <laughs> right. And we got it. Break time. Jenny Baranchek is next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby and TJ back with you on a Friday morning. Well, as always, big weekend in front of us. That includes OU baseball. You just heard Skip Johnson there. Sooner softball out on the West Coast. Again, they've got uh, two games today. Patty Gasso's team, 2.30 against Cal State Fullerton. 5 o'clock tonight, the big showdown with Texas A&M. Men's basketball, we're headed to Ames, Iowa today. Hilton Coliseum awaits 
Porter Moser's team tomorrow morning. It's an 11 a.m. start for them up there in Iowa. And for the women, it is the game of the year in the Big 12 OU Texas. Sooners and Longhorns tied for first, two games clear of the pack with three games to go. And we are joined now by Sooners head coach Jenny Baranchek. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed our Thursday night conversations, by the way. They've been a lot of fun. They have been a lot of fun. They have, they've, uh, they always kind of have their own little agenda, don't they? <laughs> no, you never know. There's no, like, there's no agenda. You just never know where the wind's going to blow on those things. So, I Coach, think that's how everybody is. Yeah. How have you used the bye week? This is interesting timing for your bye week. So how have you used it this week? I know it's been kind of funny having your bye week almost in the last week of the season. Typically it's somewhere in the middle, but, um, no, honestly, I feel like we've just done a great job of, of practicing really hard, and it's kind of been fun to be able to watch our players still get after it and be really competitive. And, I mean, honestly, you don't get that time, you know, this time of year. Usually you're, you know, you're game prepping or you're planning for your opponent, but it was a really great week to just look in the mirror and get better. Where do you feel like you wanted to and did get better this week? Well, I feel like, again, just staying really competitive, I think, is a huge piece. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't just prepare um, for other teams' athleticism, right? You can't prepare for the physicality. You can't prepare for the, the moment of the game. But I feel like what we've done this week is we've done a great job of honing in on, you know, whether it's your, your footwork in terms of your rebounding or in terms of our closeouts on our defense or being able to move the ball a little bit more than, than what we have. You know, just those little things like that, um, I feel like we'll continue to add up. But it was when you can do that at a high level and a higher level than maybe even we have done with really intense focus, um, that's when you know it's going to show up in a game. You know, and it's going to continue. We're going to continue to get better, and that's really the focus right now. Has anything surprised you about this team or this season? You've got such a veteran team, especially your your starters there, that you kind of feel like you know what you got. I would think going into a year, but has the way this team has come together or the way the season's gone? Has anything about it kind of surprised you a little bit when you look back to the beginning? I don't. I don't know necessarily surprise but you know in in year two the way that you know the way that you the first year went right and it was you know we had some really great moments um but we didn't necessarily end the way that we wanted to so i think i don't know if this is a surprise or just you just don't know each other yet but the way that our players came back in the gym two weeks after uh we finished just the hunger and the competitiveness um, their drive to get better, their their humility, um, their ability to look in the mirror and and take it on and fall in love with working, um, that's impressed me the most. Uh, and I don't know if I ever thought, okay, this is shocking or this is surprising. Um, and and we want to get better. And because all you hear, Toby, all the time is. This generation, it's all about NIL and the transfer portal and running from what you, you know, you that's all you ever get. That's the narrative. But you look at what these women have been able to do, and I think that's been 
an incredible bright spot, not necessarily surprising from knowing them, but also surprising when you hear everything else. Texas got you down in Austin. Um, when you look back at that game, what do you got to do better on Saturday to return the favor? <laughs> I mean, you know, you and I talked about this last night. There's just so many things that we've got to do better. Uh, but honestly, you didn't feel like you played very well uh, down there, did you? You know, no, we didn't. And Texas played really well, and they're very, very good. And so I don't want to discount that uh, because they are good, and they typically set the tone in every game they play. That's what we've got to be able to do. We've got to be able to set the tone that we want in the game. We've got to be able to come out um, and be able to play the game that we want to be able to play. And it doesn't mean everything goes well, but it does mean if there's a loose ball, we got to go get it. And it does mean that we've got to be able to make those extra passes and own our space, and we've got to rebound the basketball. Uh, we've got to be able to move the ball well. Um, but if you were to hone it into just a couple things, honestly – We've got to take care of the ball, but still be able to play the way that we want to be able to play. And that means get up and down. We want to be able to control the pace. And then we've really got to hone in on the defensive end in terms of especially rebounding because they just do an incredible job of crashing the glass. Yeah, that's an interesting thing you said there because usually when you think of take care of the basketball, because you had you, oh, 24 turnovers, I think, in Austin. Mm-hmm. That means slow down, value it, be careful. But you want to play fast. You want to stay true to your style and do a better job of taking care of the basketball. So that's two things that don't necessarily mesh together, usually. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. And and a lot of those, you know, a lot of the times when we're looking at turnovers, it's going to be forced, unforced, right? Or mm-hmm. some of them are right ideas or what on earth are we thinking? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's those kind of categories, right, when it comes to that. But they're going to press us for 40 minutes. And so there is an element that you want to be able to move the ball. And when we talk about pace, it is get up and down in the full court, but it's also the pace in the half court. We've got to get the ball from side to side. Um, and our cutters and our receivers have to be just relentless. And that is going to be the key to making the pace is if our cutters and our receivers are really good. They didn't shoot a lot of threes. In your first matchup down there, Texas, that is, uh, it felt like they kind of hurt you in the post. Uh, do you agree with that? And then how do you try to counteract that this time around? Well, they have, you're right. They have a lot of size, and that's their major strength, is there's a lot of size on the interior. Um, and so we've got to be able to really provide a lot of health defense, but also we've got to get more physical. We just have to. You know, I mean, they're coming off a game of, you know, 20 offensive rebounds with 20 second-chance points. So, you know, that's a huge part. And they also have, you know, an All-American point guard uh, that can really get into the paint, and she's averaging, you know, almost eight assists a game. So we've got to be able to contain her and not overhelp in that situation. So um, for, her, for, for us, it's 100% the paint. They can shoot the three. They don't shoot. They're very selective, you know, which is a little different than us. Um, but at the same time, their their size on the interior is, is going to be a huge key for us. That's also why the rebounding is huge. What a great couple of days coming up in the Lloyd Noble Center. you got K.J. Kindler's uh, crew in action tonight. We'll talk to K.J. here in the next hour. And then tomorrow, we've been billing it as the game of the year in the Big 12, and I know you would love to see a huge crowd there to try to root you on tomorrow, Coach. 
You know, absolutely. And you're going to, you're trying to get me emotional again, Toby, as I was last night. But no, I mean, <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, I think we do. We want, we want everybody to come tonight to support the women's gymnastics. I mean, how incredible what they, what they are continuing to do. And then to be able to come back tomorrow at one o'clock is, is huge for us. And it's just a huge opportunity for us to support, you know, our senior class. And we have a senior class that has just built this program and, um, it's just, it's really fun to be able to watch them. And I hope people come out to support them. And oh, by the way, it's OU Texas, right? And so, uh, you know, we're excited. We know there's going to be a big crowd. Um, and if you've never been, you got to come because you only got two more chances. You should have seen it last night, Co- uh, TJ. It was, I was very Barbara Walters-esque. <laughs> I had, I had Baranchek in tears. It was a very emotional wow, interview. Emotional. I know. Emotional. I know. And then I lesson. got a fifth pound. <laughs> fifth pound. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's my official, <laughs> hey, you're done. I, we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, 1 o'clock tomorrow, folks. Don't miss it. First place on the line, Red River Showdown. It's going to be great. OU Texas. Coach, thanks. Good luck. Go get them. Hey, you guys, thanks so much. Appreciate you, Boomer. There you go, Jenny Baranchek. She said, uh, I was asking her about, uh, you know, getting a crowd there last night. And she said, I know, I'm trying everything. I've been on every radio show in town trying to get people there. And then I think it dawned on her she hadn't been on ours because she get, oh. she paused for a second. And she goes, well, I guess every radio show except for yours. And I said, Ow. I think we need to change that tomorrow morning. So there you go. Now she's officially okay, been so on that every was, radio show. That was now. scheduled then because she acted surprised when I called and asked her. So, Yeah, it was scheduled at uh, what time did we end last night? 8 o'clock? 8.01 <laughs> p.m. last night. It was officially booked. So, yeah, now she, she shouldn't have been surprised. All right, break time. Uh, let's hit some of your text messages when we come back. KJ at 8.05, T-Row in the morning show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Riverwind Casino, they bring you the T-Row in the Morning Show each and every day. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Simply the best. Riverwind Casino. Air Comfort Solutions text line. A uh, lot of texts come in. Uh, came in right after you and Skip got done. Uh, Wichita State, apparently the uh, the dominant program in bowling across the country. Oh, I forgot to look that up for Coach. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Wichita State, the number one bowling program in America. Huh? Uh, appears to be. Appears to be. Uh, Thank you, everyone out there for that. I forgot. I need to look it up here. Broken arrow. Wichita State one, Tennessee Southern two, Weber. Weber International 3. What? Weber International? Yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> uh, Broken Arrow Fat Boy says, the proper response when head coach says boomer is sooner. You know, I never know about that. Am I supposed to say it back to them, or are they just kind of putting it out there for sooner? You are about... As a host, am I supposed to say sooner back when somebody says boomer? So... You are probably 70% don't do it, 30% do say sooner. And I always feel like when you say sooner, it's a little weird. Yeah, me too. So I would say no, I'm with you. Like if anybody ever sees me 
on the street, in, in on campus, in a grocery store, whatever, and they say boomer to me, I say sooner back to them. I just feel like in an interview situation, that's a little weird. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I always fail the test. I get completely twisted around when someone does it to me out in public. They'll be like the grocery store and they'll be like, hey, boomer! And I'm always like, I'm boomer! And I'm like, and then after I yell it, I'm like, I'm supposed to yell sooner! That oh, I blew it! Felt it again! What an idiot! <laughs> like Chris Farley, you moron! Yeah, I feel like that's out. That, she's she and Porter does it a lot. They're putting it out there for Sooner Nation. That's what I think. Like if you're in your car, yeah, yeah. Scream not it back to me. They're not directing it to the interviewer. That's just the way that they're wrapping up the interview is by saying "boomer." They're not saying it for me to say "sooner" back to them. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Patrick says you're right. He says it's the boomer only. No response. So. He thinks that you handle it correctly there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Watched you and Toby last night. He must have been sending this to Coach. Uh, this team is a lot of fun to watch. We will be driving up from White House, Texas, to help pack the LNC. All right. All right. I think they're going to have a good crowd. I mean, I don't know how many, but I think they'll be a good crowd. I mean, this if you're the men are out of town. Um, they do play like simultaneous to baseball, but softball's out of town. It's going to be warmer inside the LNC. It's the game of the year. I mean, I think they're going to have a good crowd tomorrow. So you, Texas. He's an Andean bear from the Andes. You think he hasn't tried Coke? Look it up on a map. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're supposed to just assume all bears just go around snorting Coke now? What's going on? Uh, And here's someone with you coming after you. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a giraffe sling a neck around. It's impressive work. Don't come at me with this giraffe nonsense again, okay, people? I am fully confident I could defeat one-on-one a giraffe in (laughs) UFC-type fighting. 7.58, top of the hour. When we come back, K.J. Kindler joins us live the number one ranked Sooner women's gymnastics team at home tonight in the LNC. We'll be back.